The Auditorium. Fascinating talks, passionate people, disappointing presenters. Hello and welcome to Auditorium with me, your host, Dr. Bramwell, and my co-host, Dave Mountfield. Hello. Hello. So, we're going to be speaking in an awkward and stilted manner. <laughs> Which is unusual how. <laughs> um, we're, we're, yes, we're, we're, we're trying to avoid using a certain word. That's, and, that's correct. Yeah. And in, in honour of this word, and as a way of demonstrating how much it's used it's, 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 in uh, language. Yes, it's universality. Yeah. Except it doesn't exist in certain languages, as we're about to discover. Yes, which must explain an awful lot of very awkward conversations. Our guest speaker today is Lynn Murphy, who is a linguist expert from Sussex University. It's weird, is... isn't it? When you're trying to do it, it's in, it makes everything you say incredibly hard. Because even though you're not <clears throat> saying it, you're always thinking about saying it. That's right. I'm trying to work out that whether or not it's going to come up in the next thing that I say and that would I would struggle on a blind date with someone <laughs> I think if I had to not use this word I think that would be a challenge I think perhaps we should set that as a competition later for a, a lucky listener <laughs> I think that would be splendid um I wonder if any of the Ass. Ah, Without further ado, I think we should go straight to the talk. Ah! I want to talk about little words. When I mean little words, I mean the little words that make up the glue of our sentences. And I'm going to start talking about little words by, with a little person. And this little person grew up to be one of the great leaders of the 20th century. And how do I know he was one of the great leaders of the 20th century? It was because he knew the questions to ask. When asked, is there a sexual relationship between you and Monica Lewinsky? He replied, it depends on the, what the meaning of is is. <laughs> he, for this, he was called Slick Willie. I saw one person call him Existential Willie. But I want to call him Semantic Willie, and he's my hero, because that is an important question. What is the meaning of is? The words that we use in just about every sentence we say are things like the and be and to and of and 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 ah, uh, the little words. But when somebody asks you what's your favorite word, do you ever say one of these? I mean, these are the words you really rely on, but we say things like reciprocity <laughs> and bowl food and things like that. But these are the words that, that really matter. So I'm going to shift from praising little words to praising a little word, and I'm going to do in praise of the, okay? If you Google the phrase in praise of the, you will get 1.7 million hits, and all of them put a noun after the the, inexplicably. Why aren't they just praising the? I don't know. <laughs> So one thing I, I need to point out as I say the a lot is that the is just one of the pronunciations of this word, right? If I want to say something like, you know, if I want to emphasize it, I'd say something like, is that the David Bramwell, right? I change the vowel entirely. If it's in front of a vowel, I say something more like the. And if I just say it plainly, I say the. So I just want to get that out of the way. But isn't that special about this tiny little word? We say it three ways. We don't even necessarily re realize that we're saying it in different ways all of the time. 
But what is the? Well, the is, in, in the terms of my people, the linguists, it's a determiner. So it's one of the kinds of words that goes at the beginning of a noun phrase and, make, and says how much or which or something like that. But the thing about determiners is they're not very special. We've got tons of them. In fact, we've got an infinite number of potential determiners in English because you could make any noun possessive and that becomes a determiner. And any number can be a determiner. So there's an infinite number of determiners. But what's special about the is it belongs to a subset of these determiners that only has two members, a uh, and the. Um, and what these two particular determiners do is tell us about definiteness. It tells us, you know, something about which one, okay? Uh also tells us about whether it's singular or plural. It has to be singular, but the just specializes in definiteness. And so when you use a the, you are expressing the belief that something can be presumed unique for the sake of conversation. Right, so if we say something like, the prime minister has fleas. Now there are many prime ministers in the world, but we're gonna assume that we're talking about a particular one in this context, and you figure that out from the, from the context we're in, the fact that I've used the, I'm, I'm saying it's the most relevant one. He has the most expensive flea collar. We know that, that you can use the because, there because we know the most expensive is unique. Nothing can be more expensive than the most expensive, so that is unique. But we also use it to just sort of make our conversations stick together. And this is why I call them the glue that puts our sentences together. So I saw a member of parliament, um, a member of parliament had fleas. That sounds like two different statements, okay? Even though I've just mentioned a member of parliament, that second one cannot refer to the same one that I saw, really. But if I say I saw a member of parliament, the member of parliament had fleas, we know it's the same person. So they, the is there to, to, to glue our sentences together and make us, help us to make sense of what's going on in, in a conversation. So we really, 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 really depend on it. It is the most used, by a long shot, word in the English language. But probably half of the world speaks a language that does not have a the, because Chinese doesn't, Japanese doesn't, the Indian languages don't, Russian doesn't, okay? So we depend on this word so much, and yet most of the world is living without any such things. This creates problems, of course. If you try to learn English when you'd come from a non-the language, what do you do? You just start sticking thes in wherever you can, because you know English people are saying it all the time. So you end up saying things like, the role of the human resources is not only in the manufacturer, but also important in the management, which I would say one of those five thes belongs in that sentence. But you can see why, why you've got these problems. I mean, so this is hard stuff, but it's not as hard as German. Right? So we can at least relax and say, okay, well, uh, we've got the, and the is very special, but few. Um, we don't speak German, where there are six there um, different ways of saying the, and you have to know in 16 different kinds of situations which the to apply to the situation. So, you know, if you've got to learn English, you know, it's, at least it's easier than learning German, I guess. But little kids, pick this up effortlessly, you know, if, they, if this is their first language. So this is, this is my kid, and um, this is about a year after she first put two words together. 
that she was able to say, when we don't know the plans that we are going to do, I'm going to choose to go to the park. Okay, two perfectly good thus. And nobody had to teach her how to do that. She didn't have to go to school to do that. I never had to correct her to say, this is where you say the. Okay, so that's, we do it. We don't know how we do it. Chinese speakers don't know how we do it. Computers don't know how we do it. And yet we do it, so it's amazing. And it's amazing in particular because it doesn't actually make any sense. Because, I mean, I sort of gave the impression there that you, you introduce the when something's very um, clearly unique in a situation. But then look at examples like, I'll get there on the bus, but you can't get there by the bus, right? You can't get there on bus, you have to get there on the bus, but you can't get there by the bus, why? We talk about, in, in the future, we'll travel by jetpack, but in future, I'll buy my ticket in advance, okay? When we put the the in there, it becomes less certain, right? You can't say, in future, we'll travel by jetpack unless you're really, really sure that jetpacks are available. She goes to the school every morning, that's what I do. I go to the school and drop off my kid, but my kid goes to school every morning. Right? So we've got a difference there between, you know, I go to the building, she goes to the institution. And you can make a story about why that works, which words we say the, which, which places and institutions we say the with. We, we go to church, we don't go to the church if we're, if we're going for worship, right? And so that seems to make sense. And then you look at, she goes to mosque every week. Nobody says that, right? So it looks like there's a system and then the system breaks down. Okay, so it is really tricky. We're, we're learning, we know when to use the as a combination of some principles about communication, about introducing definiteness into our communication. But some of it is just stuff you had to learn. Thus can also mark you out as being old or social pariahs. How many of you have, you know, elderly members of the family who need to look something up on the Google? because they worried they might have the cancer. It, it marks us out socially as belonging to sort of different groups or being in with things or not. It also uh, marks us out di dialectally, so British. You say the menopause. People try to explain that to me. It's like, well, because you only go through one, right? But why didn't you go through the puberty? That's, that, that's what no one is yet to explain to me. The reason why this is all sort of timely is because the is in danger, okay? Um, this is, there's a particular sport of watching the words in presidential State of the Union addresses in America, and people count how many ofs the president uses, and then they say, well, that just shows that he's, you know, way too radical for us, or something like that. <laughs> so this is showing how much the and a uh, or an are used in different types of language. And you can see, I don't know if you can see, so I'll read it out. A and an are used at about 2% rate, two, between 2 and 3% in all of the um, types of language looked at here. But the ranges from just under 3% in one spoken corpus to 6.42% in an academic corpus. So the more informal the conversation, the fewer thus you've got. And we've got a general idea that language is getting more and more, and just as we saw the going down, we're seeing contractions going up. So saying couldn't instead of could not, 
or things like that, and those are going up. So all of this is, is showing language getting less and less formal as we go along and, and putting the at risk of falling off that, that top spot. This may have all started with this guy, um, Ernest Vincent Wright, who in 1937, I think, published a book where he wrote the entire 50,000-word novel without using the, word, uh, the letter E, which meant that he could never use the word the. Okay, so, so you know, let's blame him. Um, so these things are moving and our thes are going away. Do we care? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, as, as a linguist, I'm supposed to look at language change and go, that's fascinating, and that's what language does. But, but I love the, and it's going away. The, these are our lovely little words. Do appreciate them, please, because they are your friends, and you'd really sound stupid without them. And I want to, to leave on a poem. Unfortunately, I don't know who wrote this poem, but it's a haiku. The best thing about the definite article is that it is the. Thank you. <laughs> Lynn Murphy there with a passionate talk about the word the. Ah! Are we still playing? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. In okay. fact, in fact, we should make a game of it. We should make a game of it. Should we? Okay. The game. Ow! <clears throat> this game is that you cannot say that word uh, under any circumstances, uh, but we have to ask each other questions that would maybe encourage. I like it. This is a game that anyone could play at home, isn't anyone, it? Anyone, and probably already are. Yes, it's that good. Right. So, my question to you is, that band from the 80s, Matt Johnson, do you remember the band? Uh, oh, ish. <laughs> I win! Uh, that was an exciting game. Um, or we could... Oh, by the best way, of ten. There should be, yes, best of ten. There should be a prize as well, uh, which is that the loser... You said the... Oh! One each, one, one each. All. That the lose. No! That's two. <laughs> That's uh, whoever loses yeah. has to drink um, whatever horrible concoction Lance brings in today because yes. it's it's booze day, isn't it? It's, it is booze it's, day. It's booze time. So yeah. I don't know what he's been brewing up. One concocting. So it's, in, in it's my turn to ask you a question, isn't it? It is. So, what um, early noughties film by Martin Scorsese? Starring Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Jack Nicholson. What was its title? Honest, Set in Boston. I honestly don't know. Oh, that's no good. That's no good. All right, fair enough. Set in Boston? Yeah. B Boston in Lincolnshire? No, Boston, <laughs> Boston in Lincolnshire. Yes, that's right. Jack Nicholson and Leonardo DiCaprio in a tense cop thriller set in Boston, Lincolnshire. No, no, it's not. Okay, I'll ask you another question. Um, who uh, is the head? Oh, <laughs> I like this. I got it. Your go. Three one. Go. No, no. Three, keep one. asking questions. Um, who do you like on? I can't think of anything. What is the best... F you said the. Oh! I said the. I've said four. it twice now. No! What's that? 4-3? Four, 4-3. Three. Four, three. Look, please just ask me a question. I'm completely going blank. Try, try okay. again. 4-3. Name name the band that's Ringo... Ah! 5-4. <laughs> Which band was Ringo Starr in? Beatles. <laughs> Roger Daltrey? 
Who? <laughs> Roger Daltrey. Who? Roger Daltrey. <laughs> the, the high number. No. What <laughs> What's that? Four all? No. What, five all? Six four. Six four. Okay. What, what are we going to? Because this is great, but I'm sure the listenership's really loving it. Um, let's go to six. six. Let's, let's kill it Well, that it means you've just won. Uh, n- no. Well, yes, but in losing, you have to drink Lance's concoction. Oh, okay. Come are, you on still, then, Lance. are you still doing it in your head? Because I am. Yeah, I am yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be the rest of the day, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Here he is. So, Lance, what's he bringing us? What's he bringing? What exciting booze what has he you got, got for me to come drink? Come on in. What was it last time? Rhubarb and gooseberry or something? It was, it was uh, beetroot. Am I, am I? Yeah. Guys. Hey. Yes. Hi, guys. Where's Since the booze? The, about five times. What are you, what are you up to? <laughs> We're trying uh, not to say the word, you mm. know, a word. Oh, you're trying not to say the word. The, you that just one. Said. What word? The one oh, you just said. Yeah. Word that is part of show. Yes. Word is part of show. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like it's very easy. Like, it reminds me of like Chance. And, do you remember Chance? Chance in a Million. Simon Callow. Yes, and he used to speak like he was a, a newspaper yes, article. Yes, no or suffixes or anything. It That's was, right. It was. He'd be good at this. I think the the uh, that... good game is to read all newspaper headlines like they are crossword clues. That's but good. Like a question. I can't do think that of one now because <laughs> I don't have <laughs> an example. <laughs> Lance, Lance, Alcohol. Lance, where's the booze? Uh, yes, uh, well, hang on. Yes, booze. Not here. Booze not here. Producer, go now. <laughs> but in my bed. Pro- Producer, Me no out. care. I, but I go back behind glass. Go back behind glass. No booze, no show. It's not fair. Actually, it's easy. Just talk. Like idiot. Like, like Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do That's it. That's the solution. Yeah. Oh, I did it. <laughs> so this is this has to end. <laughs> I think so. Uh, competition time. Yes. Okay. So the competition is, I think, a, a straightforward one, an obvious one, I guess. Yeah. And that is, Lynn mentioned that a book had been written originally in French, nice. which doesn't use the letter E, mm. and it was translated into into English. So now your challenge is my challenge is to write a trilogy. Without using oh this word that this the, word the that we've been talking been, about exactly a trilogy well 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 no one really writes if you're gonna if you're gonna write you might as well write a trilogy these days that's what everyone does oh you're right and then Peter Jackson can film it yes you're right yeah that's, yeah so that's what to do all the kids are doing it so so I think I think a, a good solid two thousand page <laughs> trilogy without that word without that word do, do it do it now do we want to set them a theme or keep it open. Um, I think we should set the theme of uh, it should be set in a language school. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, because then you could do it in a language which doesn't have that word. Run in. by Tarzan. Run by Tarzan. Tarzan's set language it. school. Tarzan's like that's the title. Tarzan's language school. A trilogy. Send it into us at the usual address, which is Auditorium England, and that should that should should get to us, shouldn't it? And will and the prize? Yeah. <laughs> God, it's hard, isn't it? It is hard. The prize is... Oh! <laughs> oh God, I hate this. <laughs> Can we never do this again? Yes. It's horrible. It is. I want my mum. <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. See you next time. The Auditorium is presented by Dr David Bramwell and Mr David Mountfield. The producers are Lance Dan and Andrew Mayling. 
You can discover more about the show at oddpodcast.com, where you can find out about upcoming events and festival shows. If you'd like to give a talk about something that you're passionate about at one of our venues around the UK, then email us at contact at oddpodcast.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at oddpodcastuk. If you like The Auditorium, then please leave a review for us on iTunes. <laughs>